Hey everyone, welcome back to Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. I am your host, Walter, and I am here tonight with Shelton. Welcome back, buddy. Hello, thanks for having me back. I'm not muted this time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, today, this is a uh, pretty much a bonus episode, but tonight we'll be discussing uh, the Scream TV series. I believe it was officially called the Scream the TV, yeah, Scream the TV series, or MTV Scream mm-hmm. is what I call it. But uh, yeah, so we're talking about we're talking about Scream after doing a whole lot of uh, slashers back in September, and early October, and yeah, so we're back with more slasher stuff. Yep. Um, before we get started on the whole Scream thing, first off, uh, technically this is the last episode for season two of the podcast. This, first off, Shelton, you get the first question here. How does it feel to have done a full season of this podcast? Um. Feels like I didn't realize that we were putting these in the seasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everything we've done since we started back up in May has been season two. So. Uh, so every hiatus we take is the end of the season, pretty much. Not every hiatus, because we took we took a hiatus like after July, and then we came back like sort of in uh like mid. We came back. We took August off and did like one episode, and then. We came back like uh, in the beginning of September, but really the way this is separated is that uh, after every after the Halloween story starts a whole nother season. So basically every November we'll start a different season of the podcast because season three will start when we do our November series later on. But yeah, so uh, to cap things off, we're going to talk about a TV show that's dead and gone. Which... um. It's 50-50 on the show being good and bad, so it's like yeah. sad to see it go, but at the same time, good riddance in a way. Me, I am completely devastated, but that's why we're here to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, our last episode for our Slasher series was Scream. Um, on that episode, I talked about how much I love Scream. I don't think I really got into it much just for like time's sake of it, but... I'm a huge fan of Scream. The movies, love it. Uh, like, you know, they're my favorite. It's, it's Scream is my favorite horror movie, scary movie, if you will. Um, so I, I totally remember when they announced the TV show, when they were talking about it. Uh, it was like our sophomore, junior high school. Uh, but, mm-hmm. bef- yeah, so I, I, I'm a really big fan. I know you said on the podcast, you know, you didn't really know the movies outside of that first one. And uh, if you go back to that podcast, you gave your thoughts on the show of what you saw at the time. But as of recently, you've you've finished, you finally watched the rest of it after so many years of dodging it. Yeah, (laughs) so many years of dodging it. I was like, it gets better. But yeah. um, So first off, just give give your give your little story before I go into mine, you know, uh, I, I, I feel like I was definitely the one that told you about Scream. And but you waited till it went to Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and I believe yeah. that was that was around 2016, maybe 2017. Yeah. Because I had I had nothing to watch, and you were like going on your your rants. You're like, yeah. Why don't you watch the shows I recommend? None of you. I was like, okay, okay, I'll watch Scream. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, what did you think at the time when you watched? It? You only watched season one at that time. So give us your initial thoughts. It was exactly what I expected. Um, 
pretty cliche. Um, it did the standard, like, it tried to do pretty much exactly what Scream, the original Scream movie did, except it didn't do it nearly as well. It felt more like a a teen movie than a real, like, rated R type of slasher. Like, now that I've seen Scream 1 fully through, how that feels. Um, and so it was good enough to, like, watch it all the way through, but it was just a lot that I found wrong with it that kind of dragged me out of the experience a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, really, we're going to go into each season briefly. Uh, so, you know, I don't have a, I, I didn't do a lot of facts on it because my notes are already long enough. But uh, MTV Scream, it, it started off on MTV. Uh, it has two seasons of a full, almost full storyline. And then they rebooted it with season three, which is pretty much just like a Halloween special. Actually, they're going to air it on Halloween of 2020 this year on VH1. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's a very short-lived series, but I was a huge fan of it. But like, uh, I'll bring it up again when we do when we talk about season one. But I feel like I was the only one that was really championing this show. Where in our like group of friends, even in just like the whole like that whole entire high school we were at, I feel like I was the only one saying, "Hey, yo, Scream is really good." At that, it was 2015. Uh, it, it premiered in 2015. And so around that time, it, it premiered in the summer of 2015. So before we got back to school was when it ended, or maybe it ended pretty much at the beginning of yeah, uh, I think school. It ended at the beginning. Because around the same time, because that fall, Scream Queens had premiered. And I feel like oh, that show. I love Scream Queens. Yeah, so that show, I feel like, definitely played a part in Scream getting overshadowed at least online, you know, uh, on Twitter and everything, because that show was huge. That first season premiered, and it kind of just took the thunder away. I remember, like, I remember sitting at the lunch table, and everybody was like, Scream, like, you know, the latest episode of Scream Queens, we're talking about this. And I like Scream Queens, but I was the only one being like, yeah, but Scream, the TV show on MTV, guys, and no one to paid me any attention. <laughs> yes, like no, everyone ignored it. I remember specifically someone being like, "Yeah, no one cares," and I was like, "But it's so good." So yeah. I'm sorry, but like, if you compare season one of Scream Queens to season one of the Scream TV series, I I don't think the TV is the regular Scream series holds a candle to Scream Queens. And yet, I think it. I think they are at the same level, but they have two different points. Because I recently just watched all of the first season. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll talk about it. (laughs) Because I recently just watched, I I recently watched the entire stream series through in September. And at the beginning, throughout October, I watched Scream Queens, like binged it all the way through uh, season one. I'm on season two now. Season two is trash. But season one, season one of Scream Queens is really good. And I hope we can do a podcast on it uh, soon. Uh, maybe sometime next year. Hopefully, if the plans for season three and reviving the series comes out, and then we can oh, we can please. talk about it then. Hopefully, uh, it, everybody everybody loves Scream Queens, but uh, but we're here to talk about Scream the TV show. So we're gonna take a short break, and then I'm going to come in, and we're gonna talk about the first season of MTV Scream. Music on. Tyler? 
can't do a slasher movie as a TV series. Slasher movies burn bright and fast. <laughs> Nina, are you home? By the time the first body is found, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences. Say you get a room, but I don't want the cleanup. You slept with Nina. No, um, wait. You have a dark mind. You have no idea. Everyone has secrets. Everyone tells lies. And everyone is fair game. All right, guys, we're back. And we're going to talk about Scream Season 1. Uh, Scream Season 1 premiered in June 30th, 2015. I remember uh, when this premiered, it, yeah, I was so excited. Uh, MTV played all four movies in, like, a marathon that whole day, like, that whole day. And then they ended uh, the, the night premiering the first episode. Uh, the, so the, the, the stars for that first season was Willa Fitzgerald, Bex Taylor-Klaus, Carlson Young, Amadeus Serafini, John Carna, Tom Madden, Connor, Connor Well. And uh, Amelia Rose Blair, and as the voice of Ghostface was Mike Vaughn. Uh, the show also featured Chasey Minendorf, who is uh, who played Emma's mom. She's act. She's uh, they they were trying to be clever, but she actually plays uh, the babysitter in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the uh, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and she has a pretty gnarly death there. So they brought her in. Uh, also, Bobby Campo as Mr. Branson. Uh, he is mostly famous for his big break in the fourth Final Destination movie, The Final Destination. And uh, we also have Bella Thorne as pretty much our Drew Barrymore. So, uh, so yeah, you've already kind of given your your initial thoughts on season one. Uh, you didn't really like it, did you? <laughs> Not really. No. I remember us arguing so much about this first season. Because I really yeah. liked it. And... Yeah. You have, looking back on it, you had some valid points. Because uh, when I rewatched it, I was like, okay. So I see, I'm seeing what you, MRA, were seeing, which is that it's cheesy, it's very low budget, and these actors yeah. can't really act very well. Um, there are yeah. scenes where Kieran is, <laughs> Kieran's barely in the season, really, because he's supposed to be kind of like, you know, the Billy, the Billy character, but, so he's kind of mysterious. But there are scenes where his, First off, the actor is, like, Australian, so there are scenes where his accent slips. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I, I hear that. You know, it had, for me, I see what you guys were saying, which is mostly production stuff. Um, and I, I, I can get past it because it's what MTV does. I mean, you can go back to that first season of Teen Wolf. It's not a lot of production on it. Yeah. Uh, Peter, Peter, Peter Hale's Werewolf was a cartoon. Like, you know. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't, you know, so MTV, much like uh, much like the reputation of Fox uh, before Disney bought them, is that MTV will, if they highlight your series, if they greenlight your series, you will get the lowest budget. And that is just, <laughs> a, like, I feel like that's just a rule. And Fox is like, you know, Fox did the same thing with the X-Men movies, but, like, if they give you this chance, you know, if they like it, they'll give you the season, but you have to prove yourself by working with this small budget. And I feel like uh, if they had a bigger budget and maybe better actors, the, the first season could have done well. But I am also here to defend the first season. So, like I said, the uh, season one premiered June 30th, 2015. We're not going to go through, like, everything, but uh, 
I'm just gonna hear. I'm just here to kind of explain things. And Shelton, if you have any comments or questions, just feel free to you know ram them in there. So we we were definitely at odds with this first season, and definitely. I I remember really liking it. But after rewatching it, I do see what you guys were talking about. But I still I still think the season is passable, as you think it's not. It's still not very good. No, no, I, I think it's passable. I just think that being just pat like mediocrity doesn't earn awards or any praise for me. And normally I would agree if it were a movie, but as a TV show, I have the ability to forgive it, especially if I like it. <laughs> All I watch is TV shows for the most part, so yeah. I I don't have that same forgiveness. <laughs> Yeah, you watch so, something that's golden for like four seasons or more, and then you 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 start something else and it's not great. You're very disappointed. I can see that. Well, I don't know. I, I like I said, I was really in love with this first season, but uh, season one, you know, I didn't really write down the plots for these because one, we're just kind of kind of talk through them. But it's like I said in the screen podcast, all these plots are the same. It's you know, a young person, woman, for these first two seasons, Emma Duvall, is, uh, finds herself at the center of a uh, target of a killer who relates back to her past. Same plot from the movies. Exact Another, same plot. Uh, one, one side note, Emma is so fucking annoying in season one. Well, yeah, we're here to talk about this. So She's so annoying in season one. <laughs> let's get to this. Because... <laughs> I mean, like, okay, let's talk about the characters here because the characters, I feel like, is one of the franchise as Scream is is their strongest point because they want you to, you know, it's a slasher. You got to care about the characters. Well, it's one of two ways to do a slasher. You either care about the characters or you don't. And here is a TV show, so you're told to care about the characters. Literally, Noah tells you you have to care about the characters before they get off. So Emma being the center as our Sydney character, I think in season one she is... I think the actress does well, but the yeah. character is so Not bland. She's so bland. Like, I understand having kind of a more of a passive, neutral type of character as a main character for something. Because it's like, it gives, it makes them more moldable to the situations around them. Yeah. And more spontaneous at the same time. But Emma was like, literally useless she was just there like it's you're gonna be tortured and tormented um let's see how your friends react that that's yeah. what it felt like yeah and if we're gonna equate her to sydney if she's our city this season after re-watching the movie and the tv yeah. show so close yeah emma's character is really just very she's very reactionary she doesn't really have much of a say in anything until she has to but, you know, if we go back to Sydney, she was fighting from, like, day one. Like, she was not playing. Like She was you know, fighting just in the daily life before Ghostface came in. Yeah, like, you know, she already had a reputation. So what they did with Emma here, and it also comes into the, the theme of the of the show, which I really like. But Emma, I feel, is a, is a drawback in this first season because she is she's portrayed as, or she, we're supposed to think of her as just one of the cool kids. Like, it's. Yeah. The whole plot of, of season one is that after a viral bullying episode happens to one of the, the outcast students, directly related to Emma and her group of friends, a killer comes onto the scene and uses that as 
the weapon to torment these kids and to kill them off one by one. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into the theme of the, the season here, but if we're just talking about the show itself right now, yeah, Emma is, she's just very passive. She's, she's not like Sydney because Sydney has a lot of baggage from like her first scene, but Emma doesn't know anything about her past. And we open with that. So it's kind of hard as things happen to her and we don't know what's happening because she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. But she does have a great cast of characters around her. But what were we going to say? I was going to say it, it, it kind of gives that. So she has no idea what's going on and you have no idea what's going on. And she reacts so badly to things, even though she like she has no idea that what's happening or what, well, why anything is happening, which is understandable, you know. And instead of that being a way for her for us to like be for her to like try to cling on to whatever normal that she has or anything, she just kind of is shocked and reactionary in the most useless ways. It just comes off as like. I don't know. It's just like they put no development into it. They did nothing for her character, really. Yeah, her her character throughout season one is pretty much just discovering her hidden past that her mom has tried so hard to keep from her, which is a weird thing in and of itself. But uh, yeah, it's but like I said, she's she's reactionary. But for me, she she does well enough for me to keep going with her, especially as the series goes on. But if I think back, like after rewatching it, I'm like, Emma in season one doesn't necessarily have an arc. Yeah. Like she doesn't necessarily transition because all of her development happens in the next season. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they took any sort of character growth or plot points and just stuffed them into the next season. And I, it kind of feels like they did that so that then you, they could build up the characters they would actually end up killing. Which yeah. I understand, but at the same time, it's like, you it's the main character. Everybody's supposed to care somewhat about the main character. Yes. And it's not supposed to be obvious that the main character is at risk of dying. But then again, you kind of want that danger in there. I mean, like, you know, 30 minutes into Scream, the movie, Sydney is attacked, or like it's past way past being attacked. So you're supposed to get that feeling that she is, you know, in danger. So again, like I'm very forgiving of Emma because of what she does later on. But in that first season, I, she does well enough for me to go with her, and I think she tries her best. So, like Emma's, so I I remember a big complaint that you and our friends had about the show was that it felt too teen, because most of Emma's oh, yeah. plot lines revolve around the people around her, and most of them it's just her finding out their drama that she had that she knew nothing about for some reason. But, you know, her yeah. boyfriend secretly recorded a sex tape with her. And then also Mayor sort of, or I don't know, did he cheat? I don't think he cheated. But, like, uh, he, he secretly was doing something. He, yeah, there's a weird plot line <laughs> with the mayor. Uh, after rewatching it, I was like, this didn't need to be here other than that. It's us trying to figure out who the killer is. So they're putting them yeah. in this weird situation. But this makes uh, them seem suspicious. That's really the only real reasoning. Yeah, we we have Jake and Will who are pretty much our Billy and Stu. Like they're that's their characters. And they're doing sketchy stuff and they're blackmailing the mayor because the mayor is covering up a OD 
victim that related to his wife and he sent his wife away so that his daughter Brooke which is Emma's best friend is constantly asking where her mom is and it's it's, it's supposed to raise suspicion of all right so these guys are shifty but we don't find all this out to like halfway through yeah he paid her to leave yeah he paid her drug thing yeah but to them they thought the mayor had murdered someone so is the mayor the killer obviously not so yeah there's this weird plot line uh it didn't need to be there but again i saw the the mechanism for it uh we also have more interesting uh, bits i didn't think it was that interesting mainly because i was more interested in you know the actual mystery i didn't need this side blackmailing thing other than for them to get the point across it made them seem um like if they're if they're stalking around blackmailing and stuff they they have to know a lot about everybody in town if they know a lot about the mayor so they could be who knows what's going on with them in the past it, it, was, it added some mystery to it. it um in retrospect it really didn't have anything to do with what was going on besides yeah, it did suspicion but you can see what they did what they were trying to do with it and like kind of be like okay yeah it did make me feel a little a little off about them so yeah good job yeah so um moving along here just kind of rounding out the characters because before i get into what the actual season is but uh we have noah and audrey so i actually really like these guys these are these were my favorite throughout season one because they had a i feel like the two actors had a really good chemistry and dynamic they're okay so noah is obviously your your randy of the show audrey I feel like she's supposed to be kind of a split between Randy and Gale, but then you also have the other character, Piper, who is definitely a newer Gale. version of Gale yeah. from the movies. So there's a there's a lot more people in the cast in the TV show, which is understandable because you need to round out the story and the cast with these characters. And Audrey and Noah, uh, I like their team up this season. Uh, I liked Audrey the most. I've actually known that actor um in a lot of stuff they have been in other things um i i knew them most from arrow um so i know i'm saying them because they are by uh yeah they're non-binary now they also got married too so that was nice uh recently so you know you and emory thought you you and emory said you guys didn't like them at all i really like i really like them i thought they're they're really good actors they're they're a really good actor but Noah yeah, no, for Noah Noah no. Noah definitely actor, steal the show. That the actor for Audrey was really good, but I didn't like Audrey's character. I felt like she was just is this with everything going on, like just stop being such a fucking brat, please. That's the thing. In season one, she's not. Like she's the she is the catalyst for everything happening. She is the one that they recorded of kissing her girl her secret girlfriend Rachel. I'm talking about the character. Audrey, she was she has a secret girlfriend because she's not out, but she had a secret girlfriend named Rachel, and that was outed by Bella Thorne's character and Emma, who recorded them in the parking lot kissing, and then Bella Thorne's character posted it online, and then later died. Which mm-hmm. uh, side? Another side note here is that uh, I like that Bella Thorne was our first kill. I remember them hyping so up the show, I. and that was the first that was the <laughs> first uh, scene they were they put out there. I'm just great, happy because it was yeah. Bella Thorne, though. I'm not happy yeah. because... <laughs> I know, I know. 
Uh, this is this is definitely at the height of her like. Uh, I think this happened at the same. This show came out around the same time as her love triangle with Tyler Posey and Charlie Puth, and so this is like this is happening at the same time. So she has that reputation. But uh, I do like the casting. It's clever casting, and I'm gonna get into why this season is extremely clever. Is because Bella Thorne, the summer before, the summer of, or the summer before, she had just did a movie with Drew Barrymore, in where she plays a kind of a uh, not Drew Barrymore's daughter. She plays Adam Sandler's daughter, but she she you know she's meant to mirror uh, Drew Barrymore's character in that movie. So her having the Scream series at the same, doing the Scream series just after that. You know, it's it's. I feel like the the writers and the casting directors looked at that and said, you know what, let's get her. Not only is she popular, not only does she have this reputation, this diva reputation, reputation now, much like uh, Drew Barrymore did in the '90s. It, it's clever. It's it, it, you know, you see you see what they're doing there, and I think her death is really good. Uh, it does mirror uh, Casey's death. She does end up, you know, she doesn't end up strung up or gutted, but she gets stabbed in the back and then put in the pool. Uh, it's 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 nice, and I like you know we are, these screen movies. People forget that two people die at the beginning because everybody forgets about Steve. Everyone forgot about Tyler too. Who's Halfway Steve? through the season, oh, Steve wait. Steve was her boyfriend. See, see what I mean? See, yeah, everybody forgets <laughs> about Steve. Steve was Casey's boyfriend tied up in the chair at the beginning of Scream. Oh, yeah. In the show, we have uh, um, Nina is the character's name. Her boyfriend Tyler gets his head cut off and tossed into the hot tub. I don't even remember that. I just remember Bella Thorne being dead in the pool. But yeah, it's it yeah. So Audrey is you know she's she, my point was that Audrey is pretty much the victim throughout this season or at least half of the season. Uh, throughout the first five to six episodes, the plot really re- revolves around Audrey, Emma, and uh, Nina, and people just kind of figuring out things. And then I, I think the season definitely hits a not a road bump, but it definitely kind of shifts after uh, Will's death in season in uh, episode, I believe episode five or six. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite episodes. It's, it's the episode where they all go to the bowling alley. I love that episode. Uh, uh, they figure out that Brandon James, which is the, well, I'm gonna get into that. Brandon James worked at the bowling alley, and it's where him and Emma's mom used to hang out. Yeah. So. I like I love that episode. And yes, Will Will's death at the end. He's again he's 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 made it look like Steve in the chair duct duct tape, but instead of being good at the at the stomach, he's chopped in half by some kind of farming contraption. And it's yeah. it it's all it gets all in Emma's face. I love it, and it's so surprising because you don't think that Will would die. First off, Will was Will was my main suspect throughout the first yeah. season. He was he so was suspicious. It was I. I thought when I first watched it, I remember clearly. It, me and my brother watched it together, and we were like, "All right, who's the killer?" Throughout the whole before Will died, throughout the whole thing, we were like, "It was definitely Will," because we know the movies. And it's always the boyfriend. But if there's two killers, who else could it be? And I remember thinking, "It maybe it's Audrey," but uh, we were wrong. So I, Will was definitely one of my favorite characters, but I thought he was the killer. What do you? What did you think <laughs> based on all that? Um, I thought that Will was suspicious, but I didn't think, I, I honestly didn't think he was a killer, just because, like, with everything going on, it made, it made it seem like they wanted you to think he was. So I kind of, like, was like, anybody they're directing you towards halfway through the episode, like, at halfway through a season of something, to be the, the main bad guy when it's a mystery is not the main bad guy. 
Yeah. Uh, his death was great. It was really good. I was I did not expect it. I remember I messaged you after it happened. I was like, dude, he got fucking chopped in half. <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so messed up. It was and yeah. it, having Emma watch and kind of technically do it herself was really weird. But uh, okay, so my biggest issue. I'm, no, yeah. I'm, real quick, I'm gonna jump yeah. to the bowling alley episode because it was a good episode. But mm-hmm. my biggest issue with that entire season, it is something I will never stop. I will never let go of this. When Jake was in the bowling alley, he gets stabbed by Ghostface. It looks like he has a knife in his heart. It is directly in his chest, a little lower. It seems like it's above the, like, right at the top of the rib cage. Like, it just looks like he got stabbed right in the heart. But somehow it's I'm like, oh, okay, so he's dead. And then it cuts to another scene and he's like in the hospital alive. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I remember when you I remember that idea. I because that knife again, had to go through his rib cage too. I it is a big I knife. They use the same knife from the movies. It, uh it was so big. So for it to be that big and that lodged into him, it had to have gone through his rib cage at that point. It's just and then his heart's so close to that vicinity, is just is a lot. And it just it just missed. It just missed. I don't mind it. I again I like the episode enough. I like that Jake gets stabbed because it, it kind of throws you off the scent of okay, maybe it's not Jake. I never thought it was Jake, but for me he was the stew stand in, so I was like, maybe, but I never thought it was Jake. I like Jake. Jake is again one of my another favorite character of mine. I like how well he plays off of Noah. He's they start off with an antagonist type of thing and then they kind of, you know, for the time Jake has on the show. They they kind of they have a a kind of sort of friendship going on towards the end of the season. So, okay, so first off, we're gonna I want you to help me. We're we're gonna we're gonna go through the plot so people understand the whole Brandon James thing, and then I'm going to oh yeah, and then I'm going to tell you why I like this season so much and what I thought why I think I think season one is the most clever and I think it's the most well written and smartly written out of the three seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna get into that, but first let's get into this Brandon, this Brandon James stuff. Okay, so first off, when they announced the show, they announced it and they said that MTV will be taking it and putting it in production. And people thought, all right, we're getting a screen TV show. We're gonna get a version of the movie. So then they, I remember all this unfolding, and they were like, all right, so we're not, we're not gonna do the movie. We're just gonna tell the story similar to the movie in modern day about technology. Okay. Screen fans were all onto it. Scream 4 tackled technology and media, but not in the social media era angle of it. They only tackled like the the YouTube famous type of stuff like like that. So I remember when they were like, and we're in production, here's a picture of the mask. And, and people oh, were God. pissed. So they didn't have the rights to the Ghostface mask because Ghostface actually belongs to a different company. It's it's been that way since the first movie. It belongs to a company called Fun World. They created it, but uh, when they made the movie, they were able to buy the likeness rights and make a deal with that company to make the movies. So that's how you got the iconic Ghostface thing. Here we have the... It's considered the Brandon James surgical mask, where it looks like Ghostface... But it's it is it's an entirely different context. It's not wavy. It's more blocky. I actually really yeah. like the mask. I've always I liked the didn't, mask. Didn't you didn't like it? No, you didn't I like the mask like, or the uh, costume. The I mean the costume was like 
I don't know. When you look at Ghostface, you don't really think much about like what, like the cloth, any of the clothing he's really wearing except the mask. So it's like if you get the mask right, anything else you could kind of look past for the most part. Yeah. But the mask was just, I don't know. It it felt like they were going for something very like supernatural feeling. I don't I don't know. It just it was weird. It was it looked weird. I never thought it looked. I've always I liked it since day one. And for me, the only thing that bothers me is the the backstory behind it, which is why we're gonna talk about this real quick. But uh, so because they were making, I feel like whoever came up with this this the concept for this show, because of the the setbacks they had with the mask, they had to come up with a separate plot line in order to explain the mask. Which one. You don't really you don't really need to explain the ghost face mask in the original movie. They don't explain it other than that. You can find it at any store, but here because they were really going for the small town mystery type feel, uh, they had they felt like they needed to explain it. So the mask in the show in canon, the mask belonged to a guy named Brandon James who had a facial deformity and he was bullied. And one day he snapped and killed a bunch of teenagers and then was shot on a dock. And, this, uh, for you know, for more information, the show, doesn't take place, the show doesn't take place in California like the movies do. It takes place in Louisiana. That's also where they filmed. So, uh, so we have Lakewood here. And that's where you pretty much, that's the backstory on the mask here. And the whole time in season one, you're supposed to be figuring out, you know, who is Brandon James and why did he kill people? And Noah goes on these little tangents about serial killers and everything. So that in and of itself is what turned a lot of people off. I remember ask, I remember talking to a lot of people when it comes to the show. I was like, I love the show. People would be like, yeah, but it didn't feel like Scream. And I'm like, well, what do you mean it doesn't feel like Scream? And they're like, well, there's not, the mask isn't there. And there's all these teenagers running around. I'm like, well, they were teenagers in the 90s. But it, they always go back to the mask and the fact that it was a teenage show. And for me, I'm like, you can't look past that. Like, all, not just people that we know, but like fans on online. A lot of people had problems with the mask and the fact that it was a teenage TV show, which, well, you know, just a few months ago, you were excited they were making a show, but now that it's, it's about teenagers in high school, everyone's turned off for some reason. The, it, I feel like that's mainly because usually any show that is themed around teenagers in high school tends to feel like it's made for um it's made for teenagers regardless of it being something as graphic as like you know scream is and i feel like season one definitely did show that very often yeah there's a lot of drama happening but again i feel like a lot of the drama is embedded into the actual plot and the message of the season I feel like it season was a one has a very dialogue too. It wasn't just the drama; it was a lot of the dialogue. I love the dialogue. I think it's the, the dialogue it, is I, very cheesy. In some cases, there there are some times where a lot of things that Jake says is kind of cringy, especially towards the end. But yes, uh, very, you know, calling himself the Jakester was weird. <laughs> but pain. Uh, I can, again, I can forgive this type of stuff, you know. I I am much more forgiving when it comes to. Because you love teen, you love teen movies, you love teen TV shows, you love things that take place in high school. You just love that. 
Not, I actually love things that take place in college better, which is what I've been screaming at Riverdale to do for two seasons you now. Never, you, you say that now, but whenever anything comes out with high school, you are all over it. I haven't, I can't remember the last thing that took place for college students, like it, the setting being in college for people. Well, that's because there's not a lot of shows in, that take place in college. There's a lot of shows that take place in high school now. I hate it. Before that, it was like boarding school, but like now it's strictly uh, high school. That's even worse. That, it's like <laughs> high school with more rules. It's high school, but it's, it's a lot of more preppy people, and there's a lot more like backstabbing happening. I love it. I don't know. I I can I can I can I can go with teen shows like that. Like it's it for me, it's not a problem as long as it's done right and it's not like you know too outdated. As long as it can stand a test of time, which I think Scream you can go back. I mean, it's definitely dated. But you can go back and watch the show, like, you know, two years from now, and it'll still have the same effect. Like, it's still fine. I wouldn't go back and watch season one. I I love it too much to not go back. So let me hurry up and get into, before we get into season two, let me get into the point of season one. So rewatching it, I took notes and really focused on it, because when I first watched it, I was a big fan. And, you know, I watched it on TV, so I didn't watch it, like, back to back to back like you did. I watched mm-hmm. it as it came out, so I never binge-watched it. I did buy, like, different episodes and watch those on, like, uh, iTunes, but years later. But this uh, this is my first time watching it back-to-back, binging it through in, like, a few weeks. It doesn't. It takes me a little while to binge things if I'm not really into it. But, uh, so, this is what I got from it. The point of season one and why I thought it was so clever is that they're talking about bullying and cyberbullying. While also like while also having it fit in the mold of true crime rather than horror movies, so you know the first Scream movie was talking about horror movies, specifically slasher movies, and they took their blueprint from Halloween. So you know you can they you can match those two movies up, and a lot of things, a lot of sequences happen at the same time. You know, but uh, they they took their blueprint from Halloween. I what I thought that the season one of the show of Scream did that I really enjoyed this time watching it was that they took the first movie of Scream and separated it and then said, all right, you know, it's still about horror movies, still about horror movies and like TV shows, but we're going to make it about the true crime crowd. And that's, that's where you get this whole Brandon James story. But then they also made the catalyst of the show be about bullying and cyberbullying. Like I said, uh, Audrey starts off the show being bullied throughout the first half and she's dealing with that. The second half after Emma uh, after Emma's sex tape leaks out, she's the one in, on the other end the ridicule, and then you have Brooke kind of get that ridicule at the end too. So that's what I really liked about it. I was like, oh, that's really smart. They took the blueprint of Scream and added a different element. They took out horror movies and added a different, more realistic element to it, which I enjoyed. And you know, you still, you know, Noah he gets the same kind of monologues that Randy does each, which I love. Uh, there are classroom scenes again, love it. But, you know, I like in the first season that he talks about how you can't do a slash movie as a TV series because it just doesn't match up. You know, it, his exact course of that uh, slash movies burn bright and fast. So, you know, you can either learn about the characters or you don't. And then it's all in that pilot episode. I think the pilot episode is perfect. Yeah. Gothic genre is all over TV right now. You have American Horror Story, you have Bates Motel, Hannibal. What about Texas Chainsaw or Halloween? Uh, those are slasher movies. So, you can't do a slasher movie as a TV series. Well, think about it. 
You know, girl and her friends arrive at the dance, the camp, the deserted town, whatever. Killer takes them out one by one. 90 minutes later, the sun comes up as the survivor girl is sitting in the back of the ambulance watching her friend's bodies being wheeled past. Slasher movies burn bright and fast. TV needs to stretch things out. Nina, are you home? You know, by the time the first body is found, it's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences. It's well, it's very well written because uh, Noah and his love interest Riley, which is a reference to the screen movie uh, Dewey and Tatum's last name were Riley. But him and Riley end the episode talking about, all right, so if a slash movie was done as a TV show, how would it go? Noah goes, all right, well, first you have to you have to learn more about the characters as the episodes go on before they get picked off one by one. But as you learn about them, you're going to realize that you hate them. And I was like, you know, that's really clever because at the end of the season, you're made to kind of hate Audrey. You're made to kind of hate Jake a little bit. You're made to kind of, but you feel, you start the season off feeling kind of, uh, you kind of hate Brooke a little because she's the stereotypical mean girl. But by, at the end, you're like, all right, she's trapped in the freezer and she's about to get stabbed. We kind of like her at the end of this. And she's, you know, even before that, her and Audrey have this little heart to heart. And it's like, all right, well, I see what they did there. So I, I thought, it, yeah, like I thought it was extremely clever for that first season to pretty much do what Scream did to Halloween, which is we're going to take the, the bones of that and then grow our thing off of it while also talking about it. And I love the fact that they didn't, zero in on one thing like Scream did. The TV show, they call out different things. Like, you know, Noah calls out, uh, no, Jake calls out Texas Chainsaw and uh, Halloween and Friday the 13th, while Noah calls out Gossip Girl and a bunch of other teenage uh, shows, because that, you know, that's where, you know, they're self-aware. I love that meta type stuff. That's what they're living in. So, uh, I want to know what you thought about that. Um, I thought it was alright. Uh, it worked better in certain times than than it did in others, but I feel like whenever it didn't work, it, it definitely took away a lot more than it added. Like his, like for example, when you talked about when Noah's talking to um, damn, what's her name? Uh, Riley, and yeah. you know they have that whole thing like if you had it, how would you do it? And at the same time while they're talking it like cuts to um yeah it cuts to, like uh, pe- things happening to kind of prove his point as he's discussing it yeah you get that it. was cool yeah but i love that part his his monologue about uh slashers not being able to work as uh as tv shows it was all right but i feel like it lasted a bit long and it felt like they were they were trying very hard to push the statement Instead of like, it, it it just felt like you were watching, like a a director sit down, type thing instead of the the scream show, at that point, it was well, a I bit mean, too meta. So too, I I don't think it was too meta. I again, I liked it. I thought it's like the the whole point of meta when it mainly when it comes to scream is to be self aware without directly like saying like, hey, this what? is that. But Scream did that. They directly called it out. You know, Randy no, does it himself. When, when, no, I'm saying in that specific scene, he he was so specific about it, and it was just such a specific topic that yeah. it kind well, of 
didn't it, it it was almost as though they were saying hey this is some these are all the reasons why what we're doing shouldn't work but we're going to make it work it felt too much like that it was it was a bit too meta it felt like the the director was directly talking to you using the characters instead of the characters being clever and self-aware which again i absolutely loved i still love it oh, I, I think did, it's I done like it. i think it's done extremely well uh but I do understand what you mean. It it's not subtle. No. I think it is. I think there's a lot of stuff in that. Like I think if we could like do a, if we do ever do like commentary tracks, I could go through that whole entire pilot episode and tell you like, all right, you know, this is where they're being subtle. This is where they're not being subtle. But I like the way that they did it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. So I I I recommend season one. I think it's a solid season. Yeah, mediocre, but I think you can get a lot out of it. I think it's a very clever season. But for you, Shelton, do you recommend or not recommend people watch season one? Um, I'd say watch it, but only because you need the information from that to continue on. But other than that, no. No, if if you've already seen it and you th- you're thinking about going back and watching it because of nostalgia or something, just watch season two instead. And let's get to season two. But uh, so yeah, first let's get into a little break here, and then we're gonna talk about season two. Hey, sis. You psychotic bitch. Welcome back, horror fans. Hey. Welcome home, girl. Interrupted. I had some issues, and I dealt with them. I'm back here because I want to get back to normal. And it would really suck if you guys started acting weird around me. Hello. Hey, killer. No, no, please! Welcome back. I think someone helped Piper, and I think they're still out there. You had quite the thing going, didn't you? There was no accomplice. That movie's over. Roll credits, leave the fucking theater. What is this? Pretty sure it belongs to Troy James, Brandon's brother. Why am I dreaming about this place? Am I completely crazy? You have to be careful with who you trust. You don't know us. There is a new killer out there. Exactly. We're starting at two. Everybody has a way of dealing with what we went through. The thing about the truth is, it's hard to pin down. You hope it's one thing, but deep down, you know it's something else. I'm back here because I want to get back to normal. And it would really suck if you guys... We're back. Let's get into season two here. Uh, season two premiered May 30th, 2016. I absolutely remember the night this premiered. The first episode, I was in my basement, had this <laughs> projector on. I had like a, I, I don't know what I was eating, but I was like super excited. It was like recorded. I watched the episode twice. Oh, uh, man. But uh, all right. So season two, overall thoughts real quick before we get into everything, Shelton. It was it was really, really good. It was such a turnaround for the series. This is amazing. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, again, I already liked season one, but I remember the promos. They they really went in on the promos for season two. Uh, I remember when they, you know, like I said, for season one, they released the first, uh, like, five minutes with, uh, or maybe, like, two minutes, or maybe like, it's a minute. And they released, like, the first scene with M- uh, with uh, Bella Thorne. So <laughs> season two, they released that little oh, movie God. thing. 
they released that little movie clip and then like <laughs> the whole movie kill and everybody was really confused. <laughs> I was terrible. like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. So they released that, and then that was it. And I was like, oh, all right. And then they had the actors kind of like talk about it in a movie theater. And I was like, all right, well, this is weird. But uh, I was I was here for it. I love season two. It's so I don't think it's as clever. I think it's more clever. Well, we'll talk about it because it, season two has a different emphasis. But I was I, it took me longer to understand what they were trying to say in season two rather than season one season one i got it right off the bat in the first season episode. one they slap it in your face if but again you it, you're just blind for season think, one like let's be well, honest a lot i feel like a lot of people did because if no, a lot no. of people did then a lot of people need to get some help yeah first off season <laughs> one actually did really well and I, I, we were kind of talking about this earlier but like season one did actually pretty well it had really good ratings which is why they greenlit season two it's when season two premiered that their numbers dialed down. I was like, why? This is like the best. I'm going to say it right now. Season two is the best out of this whole series. Like season two is the best season. Yes. They, they really, they really up their game. You can tell they got a budget now. <laughs> they, the, the actors spent their summer a, uh, acting and learning how to act. So yeah. So season two, it, it picks up, uh, what about a few months after it picks up, the I want to say the fall after season one because season one ends in the season one ends right after Halloween so it's about a year maybe not even a year like it, it's it's like right it's it's like that summer they took a break and then we're back in season two Emma is dealing with everything that happened in season one uh so is Brooke and Audrey and Noah but uh Audrey is kind of the main focus this season because it's revealed at the end of last season that she had something to do with Piper who was revealed to be the killer at the end of season one. So now there's a new killer tormenting Audrey because he knows her little secret. And now Audrey is in this state of paranoia. Meanwhile, Emma, Karen, uh, Jake, Brooke, and Noah, and a bunch of new characters are all caught in the middle of that. Uh, Season two is awesome. Uh, Season two takes a more psychological approach, which uh, I feel like is natural way to go for it one because emma did leave season one with a lot of issues uh yes. she was so i like how they built on that but uh yeah like this one this season was just it just blows me away like i don't i don't think the first episode of this season is as strong as season one's first episode but it does ramp up like really quickly um i'd say uh I the only reason I don't agree with you is just because season one of the first season is pretty much like if you've watched Scream, it's basically that. Yeah, which I I watch Scream. And the, the issue is that yes, it's good, but it doesn't really leave any room for um like you already know what you're getting. Like you knew what you were getting before you already pretty much guessed what you were gonna get because it's scream and how meta it is and everything. So when you actually get it, it's not surprising at all. And if I you love surprised. it, then you really love it. But if you're indifferent or don't love it, then you're left with a sour taste in your mouth. Whereas but... with season two, it's like you get hit with plot development, how the characters are doing. And it's not because you don't need as much introduction to get straight into the story, and I I like really like that. Yeah, uh, season two just has a lot of stuff I just love. Like I love how each 
of the I don't know if you noticed, but each of the each of the episode titles are movies, all of which I've seen except one. I never <laughs> but, looked at the titles. You never looked at the titles? <laughs> Look, I, I hit episode one. I all I all I looked was S one I mean S two E one click and then it streamed all the way through. <laughs> Dude, dude, the titles, I love, it's where I got my whole thing, is that each each thing I title is uh, based off a movie title, because I absolutely loved it. It was, uh, let's see here, Scream Season 2. I know the first episode is I Know What You Did Last Summer, movie. Uh, the second episode is Psycho. Uh, third episode is Vacancy. Fourth episode is Happy Birthday to Me. That's a deep cut there. Uh, Dawn of the Dead is Episode 5. Jeepers Creepers is Episode 6. Let the Right One In is Episode 7. The Village of the Damned is Episode 8. The Orphanage is Episode 9. The Vanishing is Episode 10. And then uh, the only one I haven't seen is Heavenly Creatures. That's Episode 11. And then 10, there's you know, there's a, the Halloween special is Halloween 1 and 2. But yeah, I, I just love that whole aspect. That I, I love it so much that I made it my obsession whenever I title things. It's, it's usually based off a movie. <laughs> So, uh, but yes, so the, all right, so the main theme is more psychological. They zero in on dreams and, uh, oddly enough, horror comics, which was a nice little thing to add into the, the already meta series. She's like we said, season one kind of talks about TV shows and that you can't do a session movie as a TV show here. They, they more, they don't necessarily talk about you, whether you can or can't do something, but more, they talk about the mechanism of how something is done. So Noah has his, I love Noah's monologue here in, in the first episode. Again, he gives a really little good. classic monologue about Nightmare on Elm Street and a bunch of movies that no one else has ever seen if you're under the age of 30. <laughs> but it was, it was, I think this monologue was better than season one's monologue because it had more to do with like, it had, it had more of an active effect on what was going on. Like while he was saying all that, you know, Emma was in class and she was curious about dreams because of the nightmares she was having. Yes. And so it's like it played a role in her story and her plot at the same time was it was very meta and it gave Noah one of his signature monologues at the same time. So it filled a lot of like things that were integral to how the show functions as a whole, but did it in a way that functioned well with the plot. And yes, I I definitely agree. I think season two's monologue is way better. It was uh it was pinned to my it was pinned to my uh Twitter account for a while. That whole <laughs> like gif the the monologue is, is there. It's saved in my phone somewhere. But yeah, I love I love that. I love maybe because I love an Iron Elm Street too. And again, it's uh Wes Craven, same person that directed Scream. But mm-hmm. again, but yeah, this season does well. I think the season's strength. Yeah, tell me if you agree or not. Season two's strength is very much so character development. Oh, yeah. They yeah. hammer in on the character development, and it's so good. All of it is so good. Like, every character is really deep and interesting, and you actually care about what they're doing. And when they get fucked up, you're like, oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. oh Zoe, no. Oh, man, Zoe. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that. Like, my, all right, so the biggest surprise to me was actually Kieran. Because, again, yeah. season one, Kieran is just kind of in and out. He's Again, he, you're supposed to think of him as a suspect. And then I like how in, at the end of season one, he has that moment with Emma. And it's like, I'm not the killer, blah, blah, blah. And Emma has to take that chance. And she does. Why? Which we find out. <laughs> but, man, I had, first of all, 
man, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I had Kieran yeah. pegged in the first episode of season two. I had him really? pegged. I was like, it's. De- I said it's either Kieran. After watching that first episode, I was like, it's it's definitely Kieran. Like I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Kieran. But then as the season went on, I was like, no, it can't be Kieran. I'm pretty sure he was around so often. But yeah, about it, he was never actually there when Ghostface did anything. Yeah, they made it. They made it. They made because your most of the season is through Audrey's perspective rather than Emma's. Uh, they made it. I like how they really did try to hammer in the fact that it's either. Uh, it's everyone that she doesn't like because at the end of season one, she's like the last thing that uh, Audrey says to Emma before you know their final attack on uh, Piper, who was revealed to be the killer in season one, was like, "I don't trust Kieran. I, he's in on it." You know, she said that to Emma at the Halloween party, so I like that. <laughs> it ends up being him in season two, and it's like, you know what? Audrey goes through a lot of stuff in this season. She could have thrown that in Emma's face, and I would be perfectly fine. Honestly, yeah, she did call it. But, but I Kieran, feel like just, just yeah. like just like with the development, well, your development on whether you thought Kieran was or was not, I feel like Audrey quickly, she like stopped believing it. Too. Yeah, yeah, they 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 definitely throw in more people as suspects. But I had them pegged after the episode one. Again, I watched it during on on TV, so I had yeah. to wait a week before I got more suspects in. Is episode two is where you get to meet a lot of the newer characters? But I was like, it's definitely Karen. But uh, after that, I was like, mm, well, nah, I like because Karen he gets a lot of development in this season. He has he has a motive, which is not not a killer motive, but see, again, season one he's just in and out. I, yeah. I, I'm like you know after Will dies, Karen disappears. <laughs> a lot of characters disappears after Will, Will dies in that first season, but here you know Will uh no not Will Karen's main mission is to protect Emma, which is, turns out right. to be lies, but. That's his main thing. He's he brought a gun to school to protect him, and because you know his dad died and everything, so it's like, Kieran, you really do Which understand Kieran more. Thinking about that, he had to have known. Yes. He knew because he put the body, he hung the body up for when they dropped that banner. Like he he knew, and yeah. it's just the fact that he had that alibi prepared. And, like, the way he was like, okay, I'm going to look suspicious, and then it ended up being something non-suspicious. Yes. It's going to make them suspect me. Like, it was just, wow. Wow, Kieran. Yeah. Like, why weren't you the one planning all the kills in the first place? Maybe Piper would still be alive. Maybe. Maybe. But they, so I feel like they... Yeah. I, yeah. See, mm, a lot of just chef gets to whoever... Whoever went in the writer's room said, you know what? Let's work on Kieran a little bit more. <laughs> Props to that person, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of people get a lot of the character development. A character development. Brooke does really well this season. She's like one of the Love MVPs. Brooke. I always. man, she goes through it in this season. She always goes through it, but she is just oh my god. It's like she has real strong um, Chanel vibes, but yes. she's nicer. <laughs> she has she has a heart. I look uh, and she learns how to fight back this season. I love the scene between her and Branson at the movie theaters, and then later on in the motel or the Man, hotel dude, or whatever. She was not playing no games. That, she did get him killed, but <laughs> she was yeah, playing she no had. games in that motel. Oh, man, it's so 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 good. Um, I like you know, man. Okay, so <laughs> Noah. I feel like if he if the series went on, this would have been a running gag, maybe almost. But 
Noah and his love interest and how they just happen to die halfway through the season. Every time. Man, season one, him and Riley were actually pretty good together, and then she dies. And then season two, they, they and take us were out. perfect. They were perfect for each other. And they, they tricked the us because best chemistry. they gave us so much time with them. And then next thing you know, it, she's gone. Like, it's... Yep. And it's such a messed up death, too. Like, man, they play. Kieran played them so for hard. real. It, oh man, um, I like so a big a big topic again. Audrey seems to be like the biggest like road stop for you guys, but for you, but like, uh, so she gets. <laughs> I loved her in season. Two. She gets, yeah, season two. She, you, you, I feel like you still had doubts because you texted me. It was like, you know, her her reasoning for things didn't seem to add up with you. Like, it didn't seem to make no, sense. No, like, okay, so yes, it, for anyone who doesn't know, it turns out that Audrey messaged Piper, because Piper um, was the host of a huge podcast, like Joe Rogan-type podcast, and so she was messaging her to collaborate on a documentary, and Piper was interested. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason she is very suspicious the entire season. And that was very like, okay, I expect it to be a bigger issue than just I wanted her to come here because she does this podcast and we could I wanted to do a documentary. Like yeah. I feel like anybody who's like, hey, I want to create something, let me go talk to this other creative. That's not really a uh, you knew they were the killer type situation. Like, yeah, she's the reason she's there, but at the same time, that didn't end up even being the case. Yeah. So it's Wait. like, if she would have just told Emma off rip, like, it would have been straight. But because she was, she hid it so much, and then Kieran ended up sending out that recording instead of Emma telling her, instead of Audrey telling Emma that made it to where it's like, okay, why were you hiding this from me the entire time? It makes it seem yeah. like you knew something. Sean Grandilio and da, 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 da. I believe that's about much of our uh, newer characters. There's a few more in there, but like, you know, there's the hotel manager and uh, Stavo's dad, but the ones that we need to worry about are Stavo, uh, Zoe, and Eli. First, yeah. you know, so let's, before, because I feel like Stavo's our favorite, let's talk about Eli first. Eli was also another person I thought was the killer, but what did you think about Eli? He, uh, again, it's one of those things like he's suspicious. He's so suspicious. He's too suspicious. It can't be him. If it's him, then they just were lazy writing because there's no way that you make somebody that suspicious, yeah. that obviously the killer, and they actually be the killer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the only other thing they could have done to make it seem more obvious that he was the killer was to have him in the ghostface costume and have us see it. So, yeah. <laughs> I like, know. I like Eli. I like I like his little again. He's introduced in the episode Psycho, so immediately I'm thinking, okay, so this is our Norman Bates type character, and he pretty much is. He pretty much does seem like yeah. Norman Bates. Like you know, he has this weird I relationship with his like mom. Him. You didn't like him. I no he he was a good character. I personally did not like him though, because at the time I still liked Kieran, and I was like, I just uh, want Emma and Kieran to be happy. You need to chill. They they so, they fight throughout this entire season, and it's like, dude, oh wow. And it's and you like, never see it coming. 
it's like okay, Eli's just being a mischievous little asshole, but then it's like no, yo, Kira's a dick. No. <laughs> yeah, like He's I love a dick for no reason. <laughs> Man, rewatching it and knowing that Kira's behind everything, it's like would that fight at the carnival was like yeah, Kira's just gonna cover his tracks, isn't he? Like, <laughs> man, I feel like that was the only thing that Kieran didn't plan out was his aunt and his cousin coming to town. Yeah. I feel like that threw off a lot of his plan. That's so, why he was so mad. Yeah, rewatching like, it, they it's like great people yeah. either, but yeah, no, they again. And he's like, okay, let's look. Brooke's dad is the worst mayor in anything I've ever seen. Like, even yes. he he comes and honestly, it took me this season to realize that he's a big reference to Jaws. I know Shelton, you you haven't seen Jaws and you refuse to watch it, but yes. in that movie, you know, a lot of the there's a lot of memes and everything about it. But in that movie, the mayor insists on opening the beach when there's a big old shark eating kids, like kids, yeah. like ten year old kids. So oh. I feel like that's what the the sheriff, the, not the sheriff, but the the mayor in this show is supposed to be. But he is the worst because everyone seems to blackmail him off something he's done. Like, it's like you think if. If you're able to, like, dude, you need to put your, put your, the things that you could be blackmailed with, put in a safe. Just put it in a fucking safe. What are you doing? Like, yeah, you're, but such, like, you're Eli, so bad at this. You should be better Eli at this. Eli even breaks into his house and it's just sitting on his desk. It's like, come on, man. He's just horrible. Like, stop doing illegal things. You're not good at it. Good thing he died, though. Well, he needed to go. Although, because... Brooke is not <laughs> worth it now. That was rough. Like I love, I love his death though because it's so like, oh, you walked into that one. He did. It was very <laughs> um. It was like, compared to all the other deaths, it was less grandiose, you know. So but it hurt. It was. It was the mo- I think it was the most brutal though, in a way. Just, just because it's like the other ones, it's like, it's less brutal in the sense of. Like, you know the motive isn't to kill. You know the motive is to make someone else suffer, and you suffering is just a byproduct of that. Yeah. You know? Uh, Except for Jake, because Jake, it seemed like he was just having fun. That was just fucked up. Well, (laughs) okay, so, I man, Jake dies in episode one, and it's so bad. I was like, oh, I I actually like Jake. Why would you kill him? But I understood. Like, Brooke explained it well whenever she was like talking to her dad about dating jake she, he changed he really did yeah he became a very good person it really sucks that like that man got taken away it still gets me to this like rewatching. i was like oh wait he does say i love you right before he dies that's, that's like man. the last thing he says and it's like oh no i didn't see it coming i was like I remember them being like someone of the six that survived will die in this season. I didn't think it was going to be the first episode. I didn't think it was going to be Jake. My bet was on, I think my bet was on Brooke or Kieran, but like, because uh, yeah, like if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I, I, because Kieran was my first suspect and I, it didn't turn out to be him in season one. I was like, all right, well they're obviously they're going to kill him because why else would you keep him around? He didn't do anything. And then episode one, I'm like, Wait a minute, where's all this development coming? Oh no, it's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Also, you mentioned that Piper had a podcast. I love that Noah just takes it over. Like he just has, he takes it for himself. Wait, like, so know, that's Piper's? Yes. So Piper's podcast was um what? Uh, the morgue. Was it? No, Noah takes it and turns it into the morgue, but Piper has it called something else, I think, or maybe it is the morgue. No, 
Piper calls it something else, but it was, but for some reason and somehow Noah tapped into the servers and everything and just took it over. Like he says it in the first episode, like, because he's, isn't he narrating at some point? I don't remember to be honest. I feel like I feel like they gave him the podcast because he does narrate throughout season one, and it kind of gives him the reason to now in season two that he has a yeah. podcast. It Again, really felt it felt it, like it belonged a lot more. It felt yeah, it felt more natural. You know, they I feel like Riverdale would have come out like uh, maybe a year, maybe Riverdale would have come out two years okay. later. I think 2017. I think was when Riverdale premiered. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was 20, yeah, no, 20, 2017, maybe 2016, 2017, but, like, I feel like, you know, Riverdale, they, they, the main thing that they wanted to get right was that they wanted Jughead to narrate, so they, that's why he's the writer, and that's why he's writing a book on Riverdale, which, yeah, now, yeah. That, there's, now that there's a time job, I don't know how they're going to do that, but, uh, God, that show's a mess. It's getting better. I, I can't wait for season five. It's but always it, it, getting better, but it's still constantly a mess. Season four was a good season, Shelton. I'm telling you. We're going to do Riverdale at some point on here. Well, I will. Oh, I don't fuck. know. I just can't find anyone to do it for me. Yeah. With me, yeah. Like, that sounds about right. I, 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 I want to do Riverdale. But aside from that, you know, I like how they, they, they did give him a reason to be narrating this season. Uh, he does. He kind of does it at the beginning and sort of in the middle, and then it really comes in at the end. But yeah, uh, he does take over Piper's <laughs> podcast. When I was like, I find that funny. I was like, well, your original host was a killer, and now she's dead. Hi, I'm Noah Foster, and this is the most. It's kind of really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh well. By the way, like, for people like if you just became a serial killer, and I was like, hey guys, welcome to the Border Border Board podcast. <laughs> I'm taking over. Man, I would let me tell you, you all these stories about his murders. <laughs> Does he have an accomplice? Find out next time. No, but <laughs> so dude, that, that's a, that is hilarious. But that, yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> well, yeah, for people, uh, for murder board fans out there, if we have any, to all those fifth graders out there, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the title murder board actually came from this season when. Uh, the title came from this season of Scream because uh, throughout the series, you know, Audrey mentions Audrey and Emma mentions uh, Noah's murder board. Like they call it the murder board, or he calls it the murder board, and it's on the back wall there. Everybody like, yeah. calls it the murder board in season two. It yes. just becomes the thing. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take that and make it a podcast. And I, I've already <laughs> liked it. Again, I spent years watching Teen Wolf styles at the same thing, except they never call it a murder board because yeah. supernatural creatures. But here, I thought it worked better, and I liked the title. So that's where we got it from, guys. If you're, that's the origins of the Murder Board podcast is Scream Season 2. <laughs> Some deep lore there for you. Yep. So, man, what what else can we... Look, this season is just great. I love... Okay. So good. One more... Two more things before we shift over to, to the... Uh, Oh, really three more things well two more things before we shift over into the the two specials we have here so season two i love how they 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 brought in a new gale like character which is this psych- psychology teacher who's also kind of secretly writing a book about these kids yeah. which i wish again i wish the season would have i wish the show would have at least lasted a little longer so we could get more on her one she, she got jacked up yes <laughs> she got jacked she got stabbed and thrown off the stairs after seeing her boyfriend like be hand. Like that's that's messed up. Yep. And then the ambulance took so long to get there. Like, 
Houston. on the ground for a hot minute. Like, that was a lot of blood. I was like, it fuck, was. She... And I, yeah, she could speak for a while. She was just like, oh, God. She had brain damage. But I love that she bounced back at the end. And I love that they used her character <laughs> to explain the whole two killers thing. You know, Scream is popular because in most of the movies, you have two killers. Like, you know, we we reviewed season, we reviewed the first movie. Two killers. It's it's and we discuss how logical it is because people didn't realize until computers came around that hey, this is how it works because it wasn't just one person, it was two people. But I like how the the first two seasons, really in season two, they explain that there are two people because uh you have the madness of two and that Piper pretty much used her craziness to influence Kieran's craziness and together they hatched this plan against this woman who did Piper wrong, and then somehow Kieran kind of shared that same anger when it came to his dad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mommy issues and dad issues, guys. But I like how the season explains that. And they try to they try to do it with Audrey. They try to, like, it's, it's spoken in a way that they're talking about Audrey so and good. Emma, but by the time you get to the end of the season, you're like, oh, they were talking about Kieran and Piper. Again, yeah. just cl- clever writing there. You, you tricked your audience. And let me uh, let me just say, yeah. the reveal when um when it when they figure out that Kieran's the killer and he he goes on this monologue of why, and Audrey's just like, you did all this for daddy issues, and he's just like, yeah, I could have went to a therapist, but Piper taught me that murdering people was so much more fun. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, okay, he took yes. he took a reason that really wasn't that good to kill people and just completely blew out any reasoning to why you should do it. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. I love that. I love the final episode. I love the whole reveal. I, you know, Piper's crazy. reveal was just a basic reveal, and it's kind of like mm, this whole time we it was pretty clearly a dude or a very broad-shouldered woman running around. <laughs> but you got skinny Piper and her boob, her perky boobs, in under that mask, and she's revealed to be the killer. Mm. She was cute. Why but uh, be crazy. By the way, uh, side note, uh, before we wrap up for season two here, uh, you know what I did find out a while ago? Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and I believe it was for Pet Cemetery the remake, because the people behind that worked on some of the episodes for here, okay. for a Scream, I think specifically season one. But originally, uh, this is said by one of the actors that plays Noah, but originally Noah was the killer. Oh, like, I remember they... you telling me that, yeah. Yeah, like halfway through, I believe it was like halfway through filming the first season, they were like, they they were telling people where the characters were going to end up. You know, it's Scream, so a lot of what happens is that they have to, they have to make a ton of script copies and then black out everybody else's parts so they (laughs) don't don't spoil the mystery, for um, just so it won't leak out. Because Scream, well, when we do Scream, uh, when we do Scream Two, I'll get into how (laughs) that franchise just gets plagued by leaks because of the internet. Mm. Um, but yeah, so nor so yeah, they they came out and said, yeah, Noah was the original killer, and we were gonna set up that Audrey had a part in it, and it was all against Emma. And I was like, you know what, that that could have worked for season one, it but they, but it would have been very very cliche. Awkward. Yeah, it would have been awkward, and I feel like they changed. I don't remember exactly what made them change it, but I just the the guy that played Noah, John Carna, he was like at some point. I was gearing up. He said, I was like studying to be the killer and how I'm going to do this. They gave my scene. And then at some point they were like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. You're not the killer. And then he was like, oh, 
So, uh. <laughs> but then he he's like, in retrospect, I'm glad I wasn't the killer because I gained, I got to come back for season two. And I was like, you know what? Makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I feel like, um, but yeah, if and I was trying to, when I was rewatching, I was like, all right, so the seeds of Noah being the killer is in the first half of the season. And like I said, in season one, the second half kind of drops off. But yeah, you can totally see where it's Noah and that if Audrey, you know, again, retrospect, Audrey had a part in it. They revealed that part. But I feel like it was going to be Noah and uh, Piper were going to be the killers. But then they decided to scrap that idea and make it just Piper and then gave both that storyline to Audrey. And then in season two, we have Kieran as the boyfriend. And I love his reveal. I love the fact that it's like, uh, you know, they go, Audrey's exposed. And Emma goes to save her, and she just gets off talking. On, she gets off the phone with Kieran. And they say, "I love you." He tells her she's gonna. Uh, the killer calls immediately after that. It's like you're not gonna feel safe again. I just love that whole scene because <laughs> Eli comes in trying to like immediately kill him, and it's like, oh my god. Man. And then fucking Eli's just like, he just stabbed me. <laughs> yeah, like I called the cops. And the thing is that like all Eli had to, all Emma. And Eli had to do was if he would not have tried to stab Kieran. Yes. He would have lived. He would. Because eventually mm. the cops would have got there. Yeah, they. If Emma kept yeah. the gun. Here's the thing: the cops actually do their job in the show, which is hilarious to me because after watching the movie, it's they took new. all week to figure out who the killer was. Like it the was... cops usually never actually do their job in horror. Yeah. It... Movies, in these so. movies, they're just kind of casualties. By the way, R.I.P. to that black cop in that carnival scene, though. He did not deserve what he got. That I, <laughs> he got fucked up. And it was so, he, tried, he tried shooting him and just missed. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> By the way, help me understand. So, um, Kieran walks out of the um, carnival and he's like, has duct tape on his mouth. But yeah, yeah. They, the cops all pointed the guns at him. Why did they not assume it was him then if he had the entire costume on? Was it just uh, because he had duct tape on his mouth? Yeah. He, like that, because doesn't he that have the. Because he had the well, knife and the whole mask and everything on. Yeah, but he had it duct taped to himself. So they were, uh, and, you know, the reason that they were there is because she, Emma got the video of Kieran. That's so true. that's why he videoed himself. So she, I, doesn't she step in and she's like, no, 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 don't shoot, don't shoot. And she no, unmasked him. she's about him. to blow his brains out. Oh. And then they tell him not to. <laughs> they tell her to put the gun down as she does, and they unmask him. <laughs> Which, again, it's it's clever, because they, they pull the Billy. You know, Billy drops that phone, and everybody goes, oh, my God. Yeah. And then here, uh, here they unmask Kieran, and it, 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 you know, just a few episodes later, it turned out to be him. It's like, oh, turns out he was probably going to kill her. Um, but yeah, season two is awesome. Again, there's a lot we could say about it, but, uh, honestly, just, I, again, I obviously recommend it. Season two is the best of the series. Shelton, recommend or not. I, I like Audrey. She's, I think she's one of the best characters the show has, especially in season two. But I even, like, I would even fault her for not communicating sooner. Like, you know, you could have said something. But then again, if I were in her situation, if I inadvertently brought a killer to town that just so happened to be related to my ex-best friend slash crush, I might want to stay away. <laughs> like, you know, I might no, not want to bring you would that say up. Something. Like, you would say something. Well, especially, mm. especially if everybody was like, dude, you gotta fucking say something. The best way to get out of this is to say something. You would say something. 
I would, yeah, probably. Okay, so yeah. Um, it just wasn't logical. Yeah, so that's a, that's a point off for Audrey there. But <laughs> but besides that, she was great season two. Yeah, I love Audrey. I love that. I love that. I, I feel like this is, again, they were correcting what they did in season one, which is we start off with Emma's per POV. And, you know, we talk, Emma's not necessarily, a, because Emma is so reactionary, she doesn't know about a lot of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It, they made the mistake of making that her character rather than her development. While in this season, because we have what we have on Audrey, we can see Emma's, you know, suspicion and how that affects Audrey. So then we're watching, yeah. you're putting you're putting the audience in the right position to be like, oh, snap, if Emma finds out, she's going to go crazy because yeah. we know that how bad this is. It, 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 you know, it's suspense. It's the definition of suspense. The audience knows something that the characters that we're supposed to like doesn't know yet. And we're, you know, we're caught in between. Are we supposed to, like, care for Audrey more or care for Emma more? Well, Emma's the main character. But Audrey, she was, you know, she confessed in the, even in the last season. She told Brooke, I was lonely. And Emma abandoned me. And she abandoned me for you guys. And, you know, Brooke's uh, apologized for that. Which, again, great scene. But yeah, it season two is just awesome. Uh, let's get about the new characters real quick. Because, man, there's a lot. And I love <laughs> No, we already mentioned Zoe. Uh, I told you, you know, in episode one of the first season, Zoe is mentioned, but uh, we don't ever see her. But here they brought her in, and I like that. I like this girl. She's, uh, I don't necessarily know how to say her name, but uh, she's on the radio now. She's a a popular singer, but I believe it's uh, uh, Kina Lottie. Kina Lottie, I think that's how you say it. But we also have uh, Santiago Saguara. Definitely recommend that season was amazing. So yeah. good. Strongest, strongest seat, strongest season of the series. For sure. Completely. All right. So let's get into really quickly. We have two Halloween specials. Technically, season three oh. is a season, but uh, really quickly, I don't. Just a quick thing here uh, about overview of part of the two part Halloween special they came out with that was meant to. I feel like this was meant to set up season three. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, yeah. And I feel like they were going to do a summer season before college. And I feel like that season was going to be set on an Island. And I feel like they were going to do the whole, I feel like the, the main point of it was going to do the whole urban legends type thing, which is why we have the whole Anna Hobbs story, but then they were going to, they were going to, Throw in ghosts. So basically, I feel like this season was going to be similar to how things played out in American Horror Story 1984, where you have the two killers battling it out, that type thing. I feel like that's what we were. That's where they were going for the third season, which is a summer. We're going on an island. Kieran's dead, but we go on this murder island, and Noah and Stavo are doing this thing for the comic book. And as their stay, you know, as during that whole summer, we're gonna get. No, it's very. I don't. I still know what you did last summer, and at the same time, we're gonna have a new ghost face killer who may or may not be Emma's dad or the actual Brandon James or someone from that family, be there. And I feel like because they knew that they were doomed because around the same time Harvey Weinstein got exposed, and then you know MTV was canceling everything that they had. Teen Wolf was ending. Uh, a lot oh, of the reality so shows. literally just got nuked because of like that whole situation. Yeah, that whole situation messed up the future of this series because Harvey Weinstein, uh, everything from the Harvey Weinstein case uh, in production got like axed out and like auctioned off the different 
stuff. Uh, and MTV didn't fully have the rights anymore because they were making it for the Weinstein company. Oh, and, yeah, okay, I see. And so they had to kind of, like, let it go. So I feel like they condensed season three into two parts, and then we had to wait a few years for season three. So You guys are officially best-selling authors, and you officially owe me a second book. It's time for you to make some big decisions about your future. You and your friends probably need some time away. Would you still want to go to New York? Our editor Jeremy is dragging us to Shallow Grove Island. Do I have any takers? Yes, I am so down. Whoa, is that our mansion? No, that's the Witten Mansion, where Anna Hobbs committed her heinous murders. Why'd she do it? Why does a woman do anything? According to official island legend, Anna Hobbs was completely nuts. What's a deranged murderer without a really creepy mask? Okay, yeah, that's awesome, but why would she want to kill her own family? It looks like storm's brewing. Don't leave the island. Hello? Anybody home? <gasps> Stay away from me! He's dead. He's in here, we'll find him. Holy haunted mansion, Batman. Have all you people lost your minds? What if Karen is on this island to take revenge on Lakewood 6? Call me crazy, but I think we're in Freddy vs. Jason territory here. Hello? Hello, Emma. Miss me? Who's with Emma? I'm a survivor, like you. It's like the killer is combining these two legends into one brand new murder spree. We need to get off of this island right now. Welcome to Lakewood, Mr. James. So what'd you think about the Halloween special? The first one. The season two's Halloween special was amazing. It was so good. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I didn't like, necessarily get into it much. I, I like it. I like the vibe of it. I like seeing the aftermath, but I didn't really, I didn't really dig it too much. Mainly the second half of it. I was like, mm, because it, it, to me, it feels condensed. Like, I feel like I would have rather spent an entire season on this whole spooky island type thing. You know, that gives me Scooby-Doo vibes. I feel yeah, like that's like where they movie. were going. I mean, yeah, they, they made it that way. But uh, mm, I don't know. I, I didn't really groove with it too much. Like, even rewatching it now, I'm like, this is all very, not contrived, but it feels like too, too little. It's giving me too little. Like, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's a point to it. And maybe that's because there's there's nothing to follow after it. That's, yeah, that's probably it can, why. It can feel like that, especially when something's, like, open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could feel like it was all for nothing just because it sets up for more later on that never comes. Yeah, and, I, you know, it was around this time when they premiered it, people knew that the show wasn't coming back. Like, they had already, again, Harvey Weinstein was out there, so everybody knew. But, yeah, I just didn't really, I mean, I'm, I like... I'm very used to that type of thing because I watch a lot of TV, so there, there's a lot of, like... If you, if you fall off, it's basically that. If it gets canceled, like how Scream did, it's that if um like there's just a lot of different situations that can cause that type of feeling so you if you watch a lot of tv shows you get used to it if you don't only watch completed series which i seem to only watch completed series <laughs> yeah you, you're just, I think, yeah you, you were you're, you're in completed series or movie brain 
Dion Elliott. I'm here, Miss Bale. You know the rules. Please report to detention. Oh, great. The jock and the cheerleader. Now it's a real breakfast club. The jock, princess, the geek, the rebel. Don't you dare try stuffing me in one of your boxes. What about you? That's easy. She had a basket case. Just promise me you're good. That's not like last time. I'm good. I'm not seeing ghosts anymore. I had a brother named Marcus, but we went out on Halloween when we was kids. I left my twin brother to die. Man, who is this? Trick or treat, Dion. Aren't you curious about who I'm going to kill? Somebody's wearing this costume and threatening to kill all of us. It's almost Halloween. We're gonna have to handle this ourselves. It's gonna be crazy. It'll be safe tonight. I'm doing whatever it takes to survive. Aren't you supposed to trick me or something? Show me your insides? What does that mean? It means we're in a horror movie. Don't take this the wrong way, but you guys are black. In horror, that's pretty much an insta kill. Yeah, I'm a side of necessity. This is a reboot. And reboots don't play by your All right, so really quickly, season three, Scream Resurrection. Uh, like I said earlier, they're actually replaying this for Halloween. But uh, what was, what's your what's your thoughts? Um, I think better than season one not as good as season two uh that season did legitimately feel rushed but at the same time it was like the story and plot and character development was good enough to keep me in the entire time and just it it didn't feel cheesy or corny or anything except for at the very very end and uh i felt like the characters were very believable yeah, um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they brought back the mask. They brought back Roger L. Jackson, who voices Ghostface. They changed the protagonist to a male. Uh, it has a really good cast. It's a really good star-studded cast. R.J. Siler, famous movie guy. Power Rangers was what he got his a lot of his stuff from. Kiki Palmer, she's great in anything she does. Uh, Tyga, what a queen. Weird. <laughs> Tyga's, Tyga's weird. Always, t- acting is just weird. Yeah. You just know if you see Taiga acting in anything, it's like, okay, it's rather going to be decent or very strange. And he, he did better in this than a lot of his other debuts, for sure. I, I don't remember anything else he's did, it, but uh, yeah. He, it's, he was, that, that's kind of the point. When he was cast, I was like, you know, he's the killer. I knew from day one. I oh, knew really? Him. Yeah, I knew. Uh, we also have Georgie. a celebrity cameo. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have Georgia Willingham. She she plays uh well she was basically your like Randy for the season. She's weird. She she did punish her. That's all I know her from, but the TV show on Netflix, but she was weird. Uh we also have Jessica Salio Salier. I don't know where she's from. Tyler Posey. I love Tyler Posey. I actually like his character in this movie. And this in this little special movie. Here. Yeah. We have CJ Wallace, who was the son of Big biggie so he was pretty terrible actually <laughs> is that the main character no no he was the 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 dj nerd boy dj nerd boy he's the one that dies through the door i don't remember <laughs> yeah well yeah and then you have uh 
he's like the, he's like the the plump kid that was really into the other dude, and he he's the one that made out with the goth girl. Oh 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 oh! He was okay. I yeah. thought he was alright. It felt like his character was supposed to be awkward. Uh, I didn't expect him to die though. He he had a really gruesome death. He shouldn't have fucked Beth. I remembered her name. <laughs> oh, there it is, Beth. But yeah, so then you have Jillian Yayo Giliago. I don't really know how to say his name, oh, but he's a... <laughs> you butchered the... You yeah. murdered that. Like, you yeah. gotta go to jail. I stabbed it. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that that was a weird one. Uh, he's actually pretty good in the season, too. He plays the gay, the gay best friend. Uh, oh, he, he got the worst death. Poor guy. Oh, yeah. He, Poor d- he didn't deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, that one right. <laughs> yeah. The show also features Terrence J. and Mary J. Blige in very thankless roles. I don't care. I love Mary J. Blige. I don't care. <laughs> she should do more horror, honestly. She did a movie with Nat Wolf, uh, Alex Wolf's brother. They did a movie called uh, Body Cam. It's, it's decent. It's about a. It's about a. It's about police brutality, but there's a ghost following everybody. So, yeah. What? Yeah, it's a. It's a. Deal. <laughs> what? It's it's a weird one. I watched it. I, I I made the mistake of renting it off iTunes, but like it was it was decent. But yeah, so this season, uh, okay. So the main reason I didn't like this season is because it's it's it didn't seem to have a point to it. And you know, season one and two they had messages to them. You no, know, season one cyberbullying. Season two, uh, really dealt with like obsession and uh like repercussions and all that stuff. Season three doesn't necessarily have a point other than references, which is weird coming from me. The way you feel about season one is kind of how I feel about season three. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. But, yeah, to me, there's some very cringy moments in here. They try their best to talk about horror movies, but... But, uh, it's... It's, again, it feels to, it feels a lot of... Really forced to me and kind of rushed. Uh, it's... It's really weird to me. I just didn't really take to it much. I... I, I enjoy the iconography of it. Like, you know, seeing Ghostface back, running through the hallways, that whole thing is good. The ways that horror movies were mentioned in that one felt like whenever you mentioned horror movies in related to anything going on in real life. Really? Exactly like that, yes. That's what you said. Yes, that's what you said. (laughs) It was just so random, too. Like, yes, yes, yes. The only part I did like was when they were at Beth's, like, uh, Beth's, like, job. The, the tattoo parlor. Oh, the, oh, the morgue. Oh, wait, yeah, no, no the, 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 the yeah. She's okay. like, well, if the killer's coming after us, then I mean, this is a horror movie. <laughs> like sixty percent of you guys are gone. Like, you're both That's black. You, you don't you. live long. <laughs> that is you. Well, yeah, That's it's you. If, if if murdering started happening, you're like, look, guys, real life is a movie. We're in it. <laughs> no one did the same thing. Yes, but. Noah was different. Noah was like, guys, this is just like a movie. This is cool. And then things got serious. He's like, okay, guys, this is real life. We need to get serious. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I'd rather be Noah. I'd rather be Noah than Beth. But I, I can see what you mean there. I see what you mean. And plus, it feels like they did what they wanted to do with Noah's character with Beth. Because Beth was the movie buff. Noah yeah. was the movie buff, knew all about it. So... She was bringing the rules of the movies to life, just like how um, it, it seems like that's what Noah would have done if they did yeah. go through with him being killed. 
yeah she was the you know she yeah she's the movie nerd finally it's like i feel like fans really want the movie nerd to be the killer because we just we haven't gotten that yet it's too I'm, cliche though well, it hasn't it, it hasn't been done like <laughs> it really hasn't because it's like, too obvious <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they kind of sort of do it with Beth, but Beth also had a different reason. She just she was she just wanted to be a serial killer, which is kind of her reasoning for it. And movies were just kind of a way to do that, but well, actually, you know, if you think about it, her motive was the exact same as um the killers in Scream One. Well, in a, in a way, it partially Scream One was because of um the motive was because of the whole thing with um the mom and the the dude's uh yeah, yeah family being broken up but all throughout the movie he's constantly like talking about movies as though yeah. they're well, real life and it's like clearly he's he's it started because of that type of traumatic thing happening but it became a hey this is how they do it in the movies we're gonna do it like a movie yeah like for me i've always thought this that billy and Stu were thought they were making a horror movie they were like in it like not making a horror movie, but they were they were already in it. So they were just like, you know, well, someone has to be the killers and it's us. But surprise, there's a secret motive. But they, they tell you at the beginning of the movie, there doesn't, need, there doesn't need to be a motive. And for the TV shows, you know, again, it was mommy issues and daddy issues. But Beth, she clearly states that, she, you know, she just she was a serial killer. And, you know, spo- you know slight spoiler for Scream, season, uh, Scream 2, but the killer in that one is you know their motive is pretty much the same i thought beth was pretty similar to the killer in scream 2 which is you know i'm already a crazy person i just needed a, a reason to be crazy which was movies and i'm gonna blame the movies and that was their whole motive so that's what beth felt like to me uh <laughs> yeah i thought i thought that was pretty solid because yeah. when, when it comes to someone who is insane in some way all it takes is some sort of catalyst to really bring that out and make them embrace it and that she literally is so self-aware because of how into film and movies and stuff she is that she's able to point out like, yeah, I'm just fucked up. But yeah. this is what gave me the ideas. Yeah, but my thing is, if you're, if you're so self-aware that you're crazy, are you really crazy? That's my thing. Like, you know, but then again, that could be just a weird, you know, movie, not realistic type thing. Yeah, usually insane people don't think they're insane. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, it's like when you're, I feel like anybody who's like murdering people kind of realizes, yeah, I'm a little fucked up. I'm awful. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but no. Like if if you're murdering people, like everybody knows that murder, unless you were raised to to think that murdering is okay, you, you know you're fucked up. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I have to agree <laughs> with you there. I, I would be like, you know, but Shelton, movies don't create psychos. Psychos make movies make psychos more creative. But your whole response to that was like, no, 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 you got to be crazy already. And I think that that was kind of them taking a jab at the killers in Scream One as well. Yeah. I will say there are things I like about this third season though. I like Kiki Palmer. I like uh, her best friend. Doesn't she? Ooh, She's really good. Kiki I think she does better in Scream Queens because she yes. actually has a she actually has other people she can kind of work with. See, this one, she again, it's very rushed. So she just has like one motive, which is social justice. The, the theme for season three, like I said, I couldn't really get it because it's so yeah. like basic. They were trying so hard to do the movies, but there's a theme of social justice in it, in where that, or some kind of justice, because Tyga is the second killer and his whole motive, which is the whole brother thing, which is I know your secret and you tried to, 
you you took your own brother's place and you, then you try to treat me like crap because you did what you did to your brother and it's like oh tiger really <laughs> but it yeah I, I, for me i get it but i don't like it <laughs> i feel like they i don't know i rather i'll say i rather would have had the other people than the the, the what we got but I do like what what we did get from like I can go back to season three and be fine. Like you know, it's coming it's coming on TV. I might put it on there. I might. I might. That's how I feel about it. I'm, yeah. If the movies aren't on, I might. But um, I mean, what else can I say about this? Uh, I'm trying to feel like things I did actually like. You know, I like Tyler Posey. <laughs> he's in. He's not in it very long, but I liked his character. He was good uh, in it when he was in it. Yeah, I like Tyler Posey in anything, but he was a few hairs. He's he's always wanted to do. He's been open. He's always wanted to do a screen something. So I'm glad he got that chance. Uh, I remember him saying that, like doing press for Teen Wolf. He says, you know, I want to do something from screen. But uh, so yeah. Um, what else can I say? <laughs> screen? Yeah, you know, it, it's decent. Uh, real quick, Sheldon, recommend or not recommend for first the well. I, Okay, recommend or not recommend for Scream season three? Because I think we already recommended the other, the special. Yeah, that yeah, the Halloween special for sure. Um, season three, if you just want to watch something that's like a murder mystery, go for it because it's an interesting murder mystery with depth and interesting characters. Uh, some of the plots can get lost in translation, but I feel like that doesn't take away enough to say to like not recommend it. Yeah, I. I don't know. Okay, if you're a scream, if you're a scream fan, especially for the movies, definitely give it a try. If you're a scream fan but you prefer the first two seasons, yeah, it. I'm leaving. Give it a coin toss, because you know if you love the movies but you love what the first two seasons did better, give it a coin toss and then check it out based on that decision. But if if you're not really into like you know scream that much but you're you're i feel like people who aren't into scream that much will gravitate towards this one because of the iconography and the the iconic status it has with the whole mask and the phone calls but it doesn't stop it from being such a weirdly placed season so with that being so like do i recommend it to people even though i don't like it that much uh I, I I can because I can recommend movies that I don't like. I recommend it Bully, and I liked it, but I know people won't like it. But yeah, so you know I recommended Black Christmas, but I know it's for specific people. So same thing goes for Scream season three Resurrection. If you're a specific person that has listened to this podcast, and you're, you're you know if you are whether it, and it really depends on if you like those first two seasons or if you like the movies i can recommend it if not uh stick if if you're not a fan of the movies or if you're just you know a pa- a passive fan such as shelton i would say check out the first two seasons first i think season three is the weakest and we already said season two was the strongest but the reason i say season three is the weakest is because season one still had a point I don't know. It's really hard to. I just didn't enjoy it at all. I, I had a good time for like watching it for what it was. Yeah, I it's didn't a... really come into it with a bunch of like expectations or anything. I was just like, you know what? I'll check it out. 
Yeah, it's a it, again, it's a decent portrayal. Uh, Tony Todd's in there, Candyman. He has a nice little fight with Ghostface. I think the killer reveals are good. Season three doesn't necessarily give an, uh, a direct point. And I prefer, I would, you know, you know, Sheldon, you disagreed, but I rather have that season one point of bullying and uh, social media egged into my face about, you know, slasher movies and TV shows Actually, rather I'm, than. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to jump in and kind of. Yeah. So season two's point was like, you can't run away from your past and you need to face up to the shitty things that you've done. I think that that kind of coincides with the whole brother thing. It coincides with the whole, you know, the, him stealing the identity or whatever. And then it also goes along with the whole social justice thing. Cause the you whole mean thing season three, Palmer, right? Yeah, for season three. Because the whole thing, yeah. Kiki Palmer is fighting for social justice in a way, which is all about um, taking responsibility and holding people accountable for things. And the whole thing is, like, he did something horrible. And is trying yeah. to completely forget it, but he needs to take accountability for what he did. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, I think it definitely has a solid point. Um, I just think that it's it's less of a like usually me- uh, like the it's less meta. points in Scream are more meta, <laughs> and that wasn't yeah, very yeah. meta. That was more of just a good story. It was more for me. It was more well, it was more of an umbrella statement rather than a precise thing. That I'm so yeah. used to the TV show and the movie actually saying, like you know, we'll, we'll yeah. you know, on the podcast we'll get to uh, next year. I have uh, next year I have strategic, strategically <laughs> planned out where we're gonna get to these stream movies, so I won't bombard you guys at once. But uh, those movies definitely had, you know, even the first one they they have a solid point that they're trying to make. So okay. while the TV show, yeah, we we talked about it. So. Uh, yeah, so finally, we finally got one of Walter's bucket list episodes done, which is a <laughs> TV show. So that just leaves Riverdale and Black Mirror. <laughs> and, oh, uh, Black yeah. Mirror. Uh, I, I definitely want to talk about Black Mirror with somebody. But first, I need to get Riverdale out the way. And uh, I just can't find anyone to do it with. <laughs> no, one, <laughs> no one watches Riverdale. Everybody watched season one. Of Riverdale? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. A lot of people watch season one. This is nobody. Yeah, that's, anything that's after. the reason it's popular. Yeah, the the seasons season two. Uh, I've already. I'm on record. I like. I like the show. I love the show actually, but it does have its. It does have its moments, and it's very similar to the screen TV show actually, like <laughs> extremely similar. But like season two for me was the half. The first half of that season was done very well because they were doing Scream. And then the second half, they went full Godfather with it, and it was just weird. <laughs> and again, I, I hate when TV shows, you know, because this was so popular in season one, we're gonna we're gonna ramp up everything you liked, and just, you know, if your if your show is called Riverdale and it's based off something called Archie Comics, Archie should not be in the background of your entire season yeah. two. He should, and then like you shouldn't just it, he's Archie's been in the background for two seasons now. His and season shouldn't be the worst. Yes, he, him, and his love interest should not be the worst characters. His best friend and his love interest should not be the best they were characters. So good at first, and then they just slowly got ruined more and more until they're just the abomination of what they used to be. Yeah, but I, I, like I said, they are getting better. Like season four, I think was a decent season. Season three, they, it, it season three, I like the way that it started. It kind of got confused in the middle. 
but season season three ended on a note where they finally wrapped up all these loose storylines. I was like, mm-hmm. thank God they finally found a way to wrap it all up. And season four, we started a new chapter. Finally. And season four was decent. I think season four is a decent mystery. Again, like I said, it's very similar to Scream TV show because they're so self-aware. But the thing with uh, Riverdale is that they just don't care too much sometimes. And it's like... People like actually try to watch. They don't this. change enough to fix anything they're self-aware about. Yeah, they're. I feel like they're trying now because of the whole coronavirus thing. So they're like, look, maybe this was our wake-up call. So end of season season four got cut short, but like they're doing this whole time jump to where they're all adults now, like out of college, which is, I think, is that them okay. rebooting the. Sh- they're. I, I think, think it's them rebooting the show. So I think that's interesting. I could jump in there. Yeah. Well. Well, we'll see. maybe in January. Maybe, well, we don't have a lot of episodes. In... <laughs> a mess. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have a lot of episodes in February. Uh, you know, I was going to throw this on Instagram, but I might as well reveal it now. Um, because of my experience with season two of this podcast, I overworked myself. So now yeah. the max <laughs> episodes per month we'll do is four with one bonus episode, really five, but like. The max we'll do is four, but at the least you'll get like three episodes per month because it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So, yeah. At least up until spring we'll be into some real stuff, but okay. so other than that, Sheldon, thanks for talking. Thanks for finally watching and talking about the show with me. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. It's been it was, so long. Um, it was definitely bitter at the beginning, but it turned into something I enjoyed, and I'm glad I watched it. Me too. I'm glad I rewatched it, even for the holiday season. So, uh, with that being said, everybody, thanks for listening to the to the last episode of season two for Civil Trials before we start season three, which I won't tell you what those episodes are yet. You're just gonna have to wait and find out. Thank you to Shelton and thank you for listening. Uh, for more of the Murderboard podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments. Feel free to request anything you want us to talk about in future episodes. Don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and right here on Anchor. Also, consider supporting the podcast and helping sustain future episodes such as this one by hitting the support slash link down in the show notes below. Look for new episodes on Fridays and Sundays. Well, actually, no, scratch that. Look for new episodes in the middle of November where we get when back to recording. Look yeah. up new episodes when we make them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Season three will start. Season three of the podcast will start in a month. It, not in a well, It'll start in November, sometime in November. So just look at look at November <laughs> and you'll get some new episodes where we talk about movies and other stuff. We have some good stuff planned. Um I can't wait for twenty twenty one actually, because you know, me and you are doing some more uh January, we're doing some cosmic horror, finally. Oh, snap! Um, and then after that, we're going to do some some black movies for Black History Month. Uh, we're bringing back... Uh, I have a great lineup for True Crime July. I can't wait to do that again. And uh, we, depending on what you guys think, we might do some more slasher movies. But I, I am going to prepare myself to do some more ghost stuff. So yes. that's, that's, what's on, that's on the schedule now. So, um, yeah. yeah. So everybody listening out there, just... Just wait a little bit. You'll get you'll get your goodies. And uh, thanks thanks. For, we'll see you next time on the murder board. Goodbye. <laughs>